Welcome to episode number 75 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, Chris Jackson and I talked with Christine DeMarco. It's just really fantastic conversation, really encouraging stuff for you in your walk um, for songwriting, theology, worship leadership. We're going to hop right into it. Here we go. Episode number 75 of the Church Collective Podcast. Um, for the most part, I grew up in Assemblies of God Church. Um, that definitely gave me a love for the Bible. And uh, at first, at first, it was really hard because you had to memorize a lot of the Bible. And as a kid, you're like, "Oh, more schoolwork." But um, it just became it became evident that uh, that the Bible was actually that one thing that I could hang on to that was tangible. It was I could hold it in my hands, and um, it was just awesome having that to come back to, um, no matter what like part of your life you're in. And so I grew up primarily in a Assemblies of God church. And um, when I, I had, when I graduated high school, I went to um, IHOP Kansas City, the International House of Prayer out there. And that really stirred my love for the Bible even more because we would we sang the word, which is something I had never done before. And so singing the Bible became like a passion of mine and that was a great way to memorize a great way to just uh, get it down deep into your soul and so but my love for hymns actually came from my grandfather who uh, he's he was a funny he's still he's still alive but he's just a funny man and he wouldn't he wouldn't listen to anything except hymns and he would only go to church that sang hymns and I was in my head I was like I want my grandpa to like my music there was a part of it's like I want my grandpa to like my music and I think that was this thing inside of me it turned into I want my music to touch uh, multiple generations that's cool and uh, I started reading hymnals actually which was maybe sound funny but we our church had all these old hymnals that they were going to just throw away so I just grabbed a couple and I started reading hymnals um, as if they were just stories or just books and the words and the lyrics just are absolutely incredible. I mean, some of them were in Old English and everything, but the power behind a lot of these hymns that nobody sings anymore is just insane, you know? So, um, obviously, it is well had stuck out to me over the course of my life. And um, uh, Tisto's Sweet to Trust in Jesus and a few others have I've just carried with me for many years I mean, I'm only 30 years old, but <laughs> feels like many years yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. Very cool. If I could jump in here, too. You, you mentioned that um, at IHOP you got used to singing scripture. Could you maybe speak a little bit on the like the practical side? What did that actually look like? Yeah, totally. Um, well, they do. Obviously, they're, doing, they're going 24-7, so they never stop um, singing, which is amazing. And uh, But I we would do these two-hour worship sets where we would take a, a portion of scripture, like you take a psalm or a couple verses from Revelation or or Matthew or something, and you'd dive in. It's like a word study. So we'd have this Bible study as a team outside of our actual um, set. And then when we came in and we did our worship set, we would start singing, singing through the scripture like taking it verse by verse and then singing like the revelation that we would get while we were singing the scripture, if that made sense. So if you're singing um, like Psalm 27, you know, you're, you're singing about, you know, one thing I ask of the Lord and then going into like this whole um, 
picture of what it's like. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Songs like um, like Wonderful on the new record, um, mm-hmm. which is my favorite on you know on that particular record. Um, awesome. It seems like there are two. Um, seems like there are two modal voices happening in that song. Like the the song starts out in the first verse and the first chorus, where you're not really doing falsetto. It doesn't seem like you're doing falsetto you know, kind of the, the top of your throat thing. And then as the song mm-hmm. progresses and goes on, um, it gets really gutsy and the, the, the volume comes up and your vibrato widens out. And so I wanted to, my question was like, um, is that kind of a strategic uh, shift from like this, this kind of soft and sweet modal into mm-hmm. this kind of powerhouse modal? Or is that, uh, is that just kind of you flowing with the music? Um, I'd say it's probably not extremely intentional, but I, I tend to have two modes when it comes to singing and one is just soft and sweet and the other is just punching the gut. And yeah, that's awesome. I, I, def- <laughs> like, I definitely, it's funny cause I was sitting in this, um, like vocal lesson with this, this woman and I'm, I'm saying I have, I'm really good with my head voice and I'm pretty good with my gutsy voice and I just trying to like meet them in the middle like how do I do that you know so so there is sometimes uh, I know that in my worship leading as well as songwriting there's like these massive shifts between um like with soft and sweet and then I end up punching people in the face real quick um so it's not necess- <laughs> it's not necessarily like intentional you know it's it's something i'm actually actually working on so as a worship leader as a singer to maybe make those transitions a little bit smoother but i do like um i do like when my heart my heart comes way more alive in the uh punching you punching in the face thing (laughs) you know the the theory i'm I'm working on i'm actually working on trying not to look so mad and angry while i'm leading worship um, cause I just, I, I, I don't know why I have these eyebrows, these German eyebrows that just want to look mad. But anyway, I hope that answers your question. That's extremely funny. Thanks. What's your favorite song from the record and, uh, what was the writing process like for it? Yeah. Um, I have two, my, one of my favorites is over and over again. That one was, um, that one was definitely kind of a declaration over myself. I know that people can relate to it, but I'm one of those people that tends to, like, uh, God comes through for me constantly. He's amazing, and he comes through for me constantly. And then the minute I hit, like, a, a problem or something, even if it's small, I'm like, oh, no, what do I do? You know, and I start worrying. And the the whole song is kind of... Um, this speaking to my own heart and just saying like over and over again, he proves himself to you. You know, he promises his mighty right hand will be holding on to you, Christine, you know, like just remember that no matter what you ever face in life, like he has come through before and he'll do it again. Cause he just, he doesn't change. He's the same today as he was yesterday. And he will be this way forever. Like he, he doesn't decide to come through for you one day and then like, nah, you know, the next. And so that was a kind of this, this thing of my you know how you can kind of get frustrated with yourself and it was this it came out of this thing um this place in my heart that is like i will believe that he is who he says he is and so um and then uh jesus your love is actually 
a song that I absolutely fell in love with. I did, it's the only one on the album that I didn't have a hand in writing. And uh, I saw it. I I I, um, I ran into it in Nashville. Um, I was took a writing trip out there, and I was writing with Jason Upton, and he was like, "I feel like I'm supposed to show you this song." So he shows me this video of this woman singing this song. And I just start crying in front of one of my worship heroes and just start crying. And and he, I'm like, what does she want to do with this song? So I ended up calling the lady who wrote it. And she told me this incredible story about, um, it come, came from a place of God coming through for her when her mom passed away when she was 17 years old um, of cancer. And so uh, she wrote this song about... Um, his love being steady through, uh, you know, when seasons change and stories end. And it was that line that I just wanted to sing. And just that no matter what comes, his steady love, it will sustain me through it all. And uh, so that has been an extremely impactful song for my life and I hope for a lot of lives out there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what would you say, like, the, the writing process is like for you in general is it um sort of this quotidian like every day you kind of hack at it or um you know how, how does it work for you um for me it kind of feels like i'd say 90 percent of the time i'm i'm sitting and at work or something like that and maybe oh, i think a lot of songwriters that i've talked to can relate to this but it feels as almost if like this creative moment kind of drops on your shoulders and it almost, it feels like something and you're like, I have to get to a keyboard. I have to get to a guitar. I have to get to my phone and write something down. And you don't even know what it is until you sit down and you open up your mouth or you just start typing. And so, um, I try to put myself in, um, environments where like, the Holy Spirit is just, you know, rich and, and somebody's talking about Jesus because he's, I mean, he's the ultimate inspiration. And so whenever somebody's talking about him or reading from the Bible or whatever, there is, there's this creativity that just kind of comes along with it. And so just to put yourself in positions where you can capture that creativity because he's the ultimate creator, um, seems to unlock something in my heart. And so I'll I'll start with a phrase usually, and that's pretty much how all the songs on the album that I I wrote started with. It just started with a phrase. Like for example, um, "Song of Your Love" started with, "You said that you would come as if the dawn had wings." It just came from that whole phrase, just from this creative moment. And then I took that phrase and I wanted to develop it into some part of a story of the song of his love. Um, and then the same thing with wonderful that you were talking about. Um, I had this chorus for the longest time. Oh, the wonderful, wonderful cross where all my weakness has a place to die. That was a phrase that I had for a while and I started developing a song around it and I had some really great help with that one. Um, some great writers, but that's usually what the process looks for, looks like for me. And uh, occasionally it's while you're uh, leading worship and the spontaneous song just comes out. Um, but yeah, I hope that helps. No, that's, that's perfect. Um, it seems like that is a uh, kind of a recurring 
uh, motif, I guess, a lot with um, with Bethel artists in general is that a lot of these songs that become mm-hmm. huge anthems, you know, are, are born out of the spontaneous, you know, just worship times and stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing. I feel like that's just a testament to God's creativity. Um, yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, so um, uh, who, who are your some of your favorite people to work with, um, like musician-wise, instrumentally, and with regard to, like, production and, and kind of bringing out things in totally. your music? Yeah. Um, well, there's a couple... Jeffrey Cundy, he's the electric player for Jesus Culture. He's probably my favorite because he's kind of been with me since the beginning of even starting um, any type of album work. And so he, he'll tell me when something's just not good or um, when something doesn't feel like me. Um, I just really appreciate his honesty. And the man knows so much about music that I would have no idea about. He's like, oh, I. By the way, I just wrote all these string parts for your for this song, or I, uh, I just sat down at the keyboard and came up with this this chord progression that nobody's heard before, you know. And he's just incredible, so I really enjoy working with him. Um, this uh, I worked with this new guy in this album. His name's Junior Gar. He, uh, he this is what he did. He's a, he's a really good friend of mine. He actually co-wrote Mighty with me. And he, I asked him, I was like, Junior, I really, he has a huge background in gospel music in the UK. And so I was like, I really want a gospel choir. I don't want just a choir. I want gospel choir in my, on my album. So in two weeks, he broke down all of the chords to my songs and put them into gospel chords. And then from there created three and four part harmonies and then taught them to 20 people so that and he did this all in like two and a half weeks of time, and so I could I had this amazing twenty person choir, um, just beautiful. If I mean, I wish they were even louder on the album. I kept telling them during mixing, I'm like, turn up the choir, and they're like, we can't hear you anymore. <laughs> so, uh, but if you uh, can, you can really hear them quite a bit on some of the songs, and it just just blew me away. So I. I'll probably be working with them in the future, definitely. Those are my favorite creative people to work with. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Who, who would you like? Um, I know you said uh, Jason was kind of a worship hero of yours. Uh, who would you like to work with in the future? Like, who's your dream person? Like, I've got to, I've got to work with this guy at some point in my career. Yeah, no, totally. Um, or girl. doesn't have yeah. to be a guy. <laughs> Honestly, I've always loved Brooke Frazier, just the way that she writes. And, um, like, she's kind of, I think, um, back and forth between, like, the singer-songwriter stuff and then the worship-leading thing. And I have i haven't seen, like, a ton of people do that really well, and I think she does it awesome. So I love to work with her. Um, I really get to work with amazing people, just in the the, the church that I'm in and stuff, but... Um, outside of outside of my own church and outside of Jesus culture, like she'd probably be someone I'd love to connect with. Yeah, her her new, or I guess it's not new anymore, but um, the the latest record that she put out, Brutal Romance, is bad yeah. to the bone. I love oh, no. that. From Dan Wilson's production in that whole record from start to finish is so good. Yeah, um, I know it's beautiful. 
Yeah. Um, where do you kind of, I guess, like looking ahead kind of in the future, where, where do you see your career going? And um, what are some things that you, not, not necessarily benchmarks, but what are things that you, um, I guess, aspirations that you want to accomplish, things that you want to do? Honestly, there's, um, I've, it's funny because I'm not much of a huge dreamer or anything. Um, my husband's actually much better at that for me than I am for myself. Um, but I don't plan on stopping. I plan on continuing to write. One of the things that I really want to see is, like, I after kind of working with Junior um, and the choir of this album, like, I think there's something... Like God's on something right now where it's like the combining of cultural music and uh, creating something absolutely beautiful out of some things that are so different. And uh, so I think what I want to pursue um, in the future is mixing like that contemporary Christian um, feel with like the gospel music. I want to explore that a little bit more. I'm no gospel singer. I can't do the awesome runs or anything, but I feel like um, God's doing something there where he's bringing people together through music. And uh, we'll see what happens with that. That's so cool. And and that's that's really what I... I think probably what I appreciate the most about your new record is the, the influence of the hymns and that not just the, um, uh, the syntax and how, how everything kind of fits together musically, uh, yeah. which is awesome, but just the solid theology that, um, that hymns have, stuff that's really powerful um, and, and phrases that you don't hear in modern CCM. I, totally. I think that it's fantastic that um, that somebody <laughs> is bringing that stuff together because it's it's so valuable and um, yeah it is it's the kind of thing that I that I would hate to see um, kind of evaporate from CCM because everybody loves I, I guess in the worship community everybody loves cool guitar parts and mm-hmm. and uh, catchy hooks and stuff but yeah. um, the lyrics are kind of the heart of what's going on and I just I really appreciate <laughs> that sorry oh, that's to, awesome to yeah fan out for a second but um yeah um so what are you listening to um and it doesn't have to be just kind of in, in the in the praise and worship yeah I hate to use that term but like no. what, are, what are you listening to where do you draw inspiration from what um mm-hmm. you know what's on your phone right now um, actually, have you heard of United Pursuit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, their new album, um, Simple Gospel, is really wrecking my heart now. So I guess and they're they're funny because they're not what I would say, oh, corporate worship. But they are like, right. they write from this place that I can't even, I, I'm like, I don't know where you write from. <laughs> it's like the core of every human you write from their, their deepest cries. And so they're there. I could listen to their songs and I could write for days. Um, and so that's, that's been on repeat. Uh, um, and then continuing along the worship track, but, uh, Israel Houghton's new album. Um, I'm just really liking it because I just love 
I do love the style and I love of um, his voice. I've always really loved his voice. He's a crazy man. I know he is. Goodness he's, gracious. he's awesome. Like uh, I got the privilege of meeting him like uh, last year. And, and so I just felt, I felt started feeling connected to him. And um, I'm like, I need to get this album. And um, let's see. Have you ever heard of sleeping at last? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've I listened to them or him. I listened to him because of I love his voice for one thing, but also his songwriting is unlike anything that I've ever heard. Um he has this one song called Naive about um I would look it up if you haven't heard it. It talks about religion and how um uh God really values us looking at things as children. And it's just this beautiful song, just so well written. And there's, I mean, there's a ton. He has a, a lot, but it's just in, whatever inspires me to write. Um, I listen to. I I'm not solely like I'm not like solely Christian music, um, but I I'm careful of what I do listen to. I really enjoy David Gray. Um, he's just to me one of the best singer songwriters that is out there. Is probably my opinion, but he just can personify anything. He has a song about an old chair, and he sings about this chair, which would be so like um, I think dull for anybody else. But I, I'm like I want to learn how to do that. I want to learn how to personify anything and um, bring emotion to any sit, like kind of bring emotion um, up from any situation. And so I really enjoy him. I can't listen to him all the time. Um, otherwise i'll just get sad but it's great so those are um some of my favorites right at the moment cool cool um do you have a like a vision for your next project or um the next maybe not the next whole record but but um and and i know that you mentioned the kind of the melding of of gospel and and the current style of, of ccm but um yeah, do you have a vision for your for you know for your next I guess um yeah, endeavor. No, I I really honestly um I haven't thought about it too much. I tend I tend to like sit back for a little while. But um I I'm still writing and I think uh, what I want to explore a lot more is that the hymn thing that you're talking about. And just kind of I still have some of those hymnals from when I was younger. And I want to, I want to like unify. There's something inside of me that really wants to unify generations and unify cultures through whatever I end up doing. Um, I think that's still to be explored a little bit in the next project or whatever. Um, it's funny because pr- uh, preparation for certain for projects isn't just you know even a year. Sometimes it's eight years. You know, sometimes it's sometimes it's quite a long time. I mean, this, some of the songs that are on the, al- the album mighty I've held on to for 10 years and, um, which I don't always recommend, you know, sometimes, but sometimes they're for like a specific, um, time. And so I am going to start, I am starting now to think about the next. And, uh, I think I've just finally got a handle on, what I want my worship to sound like as a worship leader. Um, 
because for the my previous two albums were a lot of exploring like the creative side and the singer songwriter side. Uh, but the next, but now I'm like I want to I want to go go into the worship world, and I want to just change it. I want to revolutionize something, you know. And that's not saying that it's bad. It's just like I want to shift something. I want to make things permissible where maybe they weren't always thought of or permit permissible i want to join cultures together and um yeah that's definitely in my heart that's amazing that's a that's a hefty endeavor i know I, <laughs> yeah and i said it and on radio or something now so i have to do it right no yeah, you're i'm obligated i'm i'm planning on it i have really great people around me i have really great support so you can't do this stuff alone so i'm I'm looking forward to whatever's ahead. That's awesome. Well, um, we're kind of wrapping up, but um, kind of one last question. Um, Do you have any any advice that you would give to maybe uh, the the female vocalist who is kind of trying to find her own sound? I mean, we're we're so inundated with powerhouses like uh, Mm -hmm. like Brooke. And, um, you know, like, you know, just these other, these Amanda Cook and Stephanie and, um, you know, would you, what advice would you give to, uh, maybe a female vocalist that's trying to find her own tone and timbre, um, and, and try to make her own sound materialize. No, I can understand that because I was always, um, I was always copying people (laughs) for a really long time, but, um. It's, it really comes down to, I remember asking, or uh, God just kind of asked me, like, what do you want to, like, what do you want to be? What do you want to sound like? What, what do you want to be known for? All these things. And most, you know, for the, I'd say for the most part, the, the keys to all of that and the keys to the sound and the songs that you're supposed to write or that you're, that are inside of you is really like your heart's desire, and sometimes we're taught to shut down our heart's desire and just kind of like go with the flow or our heart's desire is bad for some reason. But God's, I believe God's placed dreams in our hearts since we were little, um, little kids. And um, just letting, like reconnecting with that is really, really important. For the longest time, for about 10 years, I told myself that I didn't write corporate worship songs. It was just this thing I told myself. I'm like, I don't write corporate worship songs. And I would just go, I went for 10 years just saying that. And it became like a a reality. It became truth to me. And then one day I was in the back while the uh, Brian and Katie Torwalt were leading worship. I'm like, oh man, I wish I wrote songs like that. And, And God's like, whoever told you you didn't, you know, and it was this question of, wait, who's been telling me that I, I don't write corporate worship songs? And I realized it was just me. I was just telling myself that. And it wasn't even true. And so um, after that, I kind of unlocked this past album. And so I would just pay attention. I would tell them, pay attention to what your heart really wants and what um, what's in the core of who you are as a human being, because that's very that's very closely related to the creativity that is meant to come out, meant to come out of you and the sound that's meant to come out of you. Hopefully that, that makes sense. That's good stuff. To, so yeah. for, no, it does. that's awesome. To wrap it up, the final yeah. question we always try to ask as many people as we can, do you prefer pizza or donuts? 
Oh, donuts. Oh, nice. Okay. Everybody has a hard time because this is the first time this is decisive. You got, got that Well, I'm, I'm pregnant and that is like my number one <laughs> craving. So maybe you shouldn't ask me that right now. All right. But yes. Is there, is there like a better donut place near you that you hit up often? Um, there's no good donut places near me, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but Krispy Kreme, it's like an hour and a half away and I'm not above driving there. So. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, head over to thechurchcollective.com and connect with us. We want to connect with you and connect you with others. God bless you today.